Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Legion of Sports. We got a fantastic show lined up for you today. The Champions League final is all set. So is the Europa League. We have the NBA playoffs that's already up and going, up and running, and the NFL is almost 3 weeks away. As always, I have the vexed looking Avinas. This time with a coffee cup instead of regular whiskey. What's up with the Avi? I mean the timing of the the podcast that we're recording. I mean it's too early for me to get the whiskey out because you know I got I gotta go to work in a little bit. But yeah, uh, I think a coffee should be a good start to the day. It looks very strange, doesn't it? Or or it sounds or it feels strange to to, to I mean, record early in the day. Thanks for waking me up at ten a.m. I mean that's not my regular hour, but uh, my pleasure, my pleasure. And I'm delighted to start fresh and early today, just because we're press off from the Champions League finals and that's where I, I would like to start Avi. Uh, which game? I mean do you want to go first with the PSG game or do you just want to go in with the uh, Bayern Munich and uh, the Lyon game? Let's just start with Bayern Munich and Lyon. Gnabry, brilliant from Serge Gnabry, oh how brilliant! That's a stunning goal and that is how quickly Bayern can sting! Kivik with Loft, Lewandowski of course! As if he would ever be deprived! This man among striking men! Bayern Munich Champions League finalists again at last. That was the final whistle of an incredible game. Although in hindsight, it looked like a flattering scoreline of 3-0. Yeah, I mean, after all those crazy scores that we had in the quarterfinals, you know, Bayern Munich 8-2 and Lyon 4-1, I mean, this might be the most normal score in a semifinal for both the teams. Both the semifinals were 3-0, but this this semifinal, Lyon turned up for this game, didn't they, Avi? Yeah, I mean, Lyon did more than Barcelona and Chelsea did uh, their, in their entire games. I mean, I mean, in a way, you can, you know, say that Lyon were kind of a better team than Bayern Munich just because, you know, Bayern was like, you know, controlling the game and they were just going easy at it. Uh, but Lyon were constantly putting pressure on Bayern Munich, man. Uh, they had some great chances. And uh, again, Manuel Neuer did his job and Bayern Munich was just taking it too easy. They just wanted to get, you know, just get the job done, I would say. I don't think they were taking it easy, Avi, because before Serge Gnabry scored that uh, worldly, um, Akambi had a couple of really good chances and uh, Deepai had one-on-one versus New York and fantastic save from New York. But uh, I mean, fantastic save from New York when it comes to Akambi, but uh, Deepai should have scored, uh, shouldn't he? I mean, um, that's the problem with, you know, small teams facing against a bigger team. Uh, if you don't take your chances, uh, you're not going to get, and also you're not going to get the chances like that uh, in 90 minutes of time. So Deepai has to be, you know, uh, really clinical. be smart about it. Yep, yeah. it has to be clinical they, they about to it. Be, they have to be way more clinical. It's not that Lyon didn't create chances. They actually created more chances than against Manchester City. It's just that they weren't uh, clinical or they weren't productive up front. And, um, you know, what's, what's funny is because Bayern, of course, a 3-0 scoreline sounds like they dominated the game. Of course, they dominated after scoring, but before scoring and, and, and towards the end as well. Uh, when the scoreline was 2 nothing, they had chances and it can be should have scored that uh, when uh, Aurar, uh, Aurar uh, scored it for him, you know, down the left-hand side. And fantastic save by Neuer. Uh, that's, he reminded why he was one of the best uh, sweepers in the game uh, last decade or so. 
But anyways, back to the point, Lyon at this level, um, especially when you're a team um, such as Lyon, who do not produce a lot of chances, they should score, and they they rightly and they rightly regret for that. No, that's what I meant when I said Bayern Munich was in control because. Again, I mean, they were one one nil up, two nil up. They were just, you know, hanging in the game. But you 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 had the feeling that I mean, if Lyon were to score, then you know we could immediately see Bayern Munich turning on the second gear, uh, you know, just going after them. But they were just taking it easy, you know, having the control of the game. And Lyon, I mean, they are what seventh in the league, uh, and they got into semi final of Champions League. So uh, I think this is it for them. Uh, they should be proud of the season. And yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah they, they should be very proud of themselves and a great, great accomplishment for them to even get here. But um, they will feel like they will they, they, they missed the chance uh, to, to get in the final because they could and they actually should take a lot of heart out of this game, um, not just because of their performance, but how far they've come. And, um, you know, all these players, um, the, the, all these young players, like they, they, they look like gem of talents and all the other teams might be looking at Lyon's squad and, you know, trying to bolster the squad by uh, buying young players such as, you know, Dembele and Oar. Uh, you know, even Corne, uh, the left back, looks really good. So all these all these vultures will, will be circling around their chances. And on the other side, Bayern Munich, they, didn't, they weren't their best. They weren't at their best, to be honest. Uh, Lewandowski wasn't at his usual best, although he scored his usual goal. He missed a couple of uh, yeah, chances. Uh, for him yeah I mean especially the second goal the one that he missed I have no idea how he did not make a, a good contact with the ball uh, but again like uh, like I said Bayern, Bayern I mean you don't expect Bayern Munich to come out there and you know beat every team 8-2 or you know 5-0 or 6-1 it was just they were just taking it easy for this game just cruising past you know filling yeah, the air I, like I, a lazy I, river I, I get that I get that um they weren't at their fluent best, and they don't. They don't really have to be, um, you know, at, at in in gear five or something. They just, you know, can stroll past the opponents even in uh, gear one or two. But I don't really agree when you say that they were taking it easy. I I don't think that's the case when you're playing uh, a, a game of this magnitude at this level. Uh, you can't you can't take anything easy. But um, anyways, we'll we'll talk about Bayern's tactics uh, leading into the final against PSG. But first, let's talk about PSC's win against Leipzig. Neymar, it's going to cut for Di Maria. It's a gift of a second for Paris Saint-Germain. Galacci's error, emphatically punished. Angel Di Maria makes it 2-0. No foul on Mukiele. Di Maria, it's easy. Turn in at the near post. The header was by Juan Bernard. Neymar followed. They'll watch eagerly with the rest of us tomorrow when Bayern Munich and Lyon meet because the winners of that semi-final will meet Thomas Tuchel's Paris Saint-Germain in the final. This was a totally different game from uh, Bayern Munich and Lyon uh, because it was the same scoreline, Abi, but um, Leipzig, the, the, the losers of this game, they sold nothing to me uh, at all. Yeah, very poor in the back. Uh, the second goal, you know, goalkeeper kind of gifted, gifted the goal to PSG and you know you again the small teams like Leipzig and you know uh, Leon I mean you gotta take your chances and but but in this game Leipzig didn't even turn up for to yeah. actually you know uh, compete against uh, 
the likes of Neymar and uh, Mbappe. The the only sad part about this game is Mbappe and Neymar not getting into the score sheet. Yeah, that that that'll be the the, the downside of PSC. Uh, Neymar isn't in scoring form right now, so you know against Bayern they might not have as many chances. So for him to go one on one against the keepers in both quarterfinal and semifinal and not to score is is a slight concern for PSC. But man, Di Maria looked terrific, didn't he? They 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 yeah. duly missed him in the quarterfinals. He was creating chances, scoring himself. He lo- he looks a different player. You know. Yeah, I mean, he missed the entire season only to come back and play the last two games. And, you know, to put out a show like that, you'd be really sad for him to see win the Champions League. But again, I mean, he played good. Yeah, for PSG, they didn't, uh, they didn't start. Uh, the coach, Thomas Tuchel, didn't start Icardi because Icardi struggled in the quarterfinal. And that looked kind of like a masterstroke to me. Um, and and PSG just, just were professional enough enough in this semi-final you know like uh, Leipzig didn't show any heart at all especially in the in the later phases they still had time to come back and and, and show some grit and determination but Leipzig for some reason like um, looked like a team that has their energy taken out of it you know yeah, did, did you see Neymar trying to you know sneak uh, a goal for him uh, oh. in the third goal uh-huh. You know, he tried. He tried his yeah, best. He, to, you know, yeah, he yeah, tried. He tried, his, tried his level best, um, just to at least you know uh, get a slight touch. And then, did you see Neymar's kind of like antics of, uh, in in IG? He posted a a picture of yeah. him. You know, yeah, with, with that might be yeah. That might be the only reason you know I want PSC to lose this uh, final because you know remember the time when they beat uh, Dortmund uh, when they were up against oh, yeah. uh, Haaland uh-huh. and you know just going after that nineteen year old man. I mean, have some. Yeah, just just some, before some, just just before the pandemic, yeah. Yeah, I mean, have some grace. I mean, he's 19 year old trying to you know make it to the big league, and for Neymar and Mbappe to go after him, you know, after it's every childish. After, let's say yeah. let's say it's childish. Like be it 19 year old or maybe like 39 year old, whoever it is. I mean, you don't want him against a 39 year old gigs either. Just because you you won doesn't mean you can go against you know your your opponents or you know. T- mocking them or, or something it just shows you're childish and you're, you're losing some sort of neutral fancy in a way i mean he was doing so good in the field but he's just off-field antics man he has to he has to be in the limelight for some reason and some negative reasons yeah you and mbappe you know posting that farmer's league with clown faces uh with clown emojis and all um i mean if you look at into the bigger picture france the french league hasn't won anything yeah at the height of the Champions League, uh, and for them to you know come out there and be cocky about it, get out of here, man. I mean, see, Mbappe. I feel like he was a genuine guy outside of the field as well. But you know, Neymar's influence, of course, the influence. Yeah, being, being eighteen or nineteen he, year old, he's learning. Yeah, of course, he's learning, and, and not but things about, that he should learn. I mean, he's learning great things on the field as well. But you know, outside of that as well. Uh, but how about Mbappe, man? I mean, if he wins the Champions League, the football is done for him. Like, oh, yeah. There is nothing I mean, else to win for. <laughs> yeah, at this point. At 22. Yeah, literally winning everything. And uh, if, if he wins a Champions League for PSC, um, he should, you know, make a move to Real Madrid or Barcelona or even to the Premier League and, uh, you know, try his luck winning those uh, uh, bigger achievements compared to Ligue 1. Mbappe will face a, a strong buy-in side and, and the prospect of, Mbappe facing Alfonso Davies is, is mouth-watering. And, and 
and we'll we'll definitely get into it uh, later in the show, Avi. We'll kind of preview the final. So as usual, I have the trivia for today. Uh, are you ready, Avi? Yep, go ahead. Ready to get your first dub? I so, mean, as long as you ask me a pretty, you know, not tricky question, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, this 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 isn't really t- tricky. It's uh, straightforward. So Bayern Munich have won five UEFA Champions League titles. How many finals have they made so far, including this year's? Um, I don't know, nine? We'll find out towards the end of the show where we preview PSC and Bayern Munich. The Champions League final is all set with two teams from France and Germany. Bayern Munich will face off against Paris Saint-Germain, Mbappe versus Lewandowski, or should I say Lewandowski, as Müller said. Lewandowski. <laughs> yep. And finally, Chipotle goes through about 250,000 pounds of avocados every day. You a big fan of avocado? Oh yeah, a massive fan of avocado, but not the avocados they, they, they sell uh, in, in Chipotle. It's whack, man. What? Well, I don't even like the taste of uh, guacamole they, they provide there. Trust I mean, me. I, I, I gave my bowl and a second bowl of avocados. Bring it to me. See, they just put something else besides avocado. I mean, they mix it with sour sour cream or something just to make it, uh, you know, just to expand their... It's, it's you want some protein in there? <laughs> oh, hell no. Uh, <laughs> it's just, I, I, I want a proper natural flavor in there, you know. It's just like... Sometimes it's too salty and, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm sorry that a multi-billion multi dollar franchise is not up to your standards. I'm sorry. <laughs> not a problem. So while we're at uh, the Champions League bubble in Portugal, uh, we'll, we'll try to re- preview the final. But let's cross the Atlantic here, Avi, and, uh, you know, and uh, review some of the first leg or, or let's say first games of NBA playoffs, shall we? Yeah, I mean, this has to be the most weirdest, craziest NBA first round. I mean, Orlando Magic winning against Bucks. What? I know. And, and everyone knows uh, Lakers lost against Portland, but see, number one side, Milwaukee Bucks lost against Orlando Magic's of all teams. I mean, team that struggles every year and year round, barely makes the playoffs. And it's not just a smaller team or, or a weaker team winning, Avi. If you look at the games closely, there have been so many air balls, you know, so many starts hitting the backboard. It just looks like a, a LA Fitness, uh, you know, it just FBA, looks like LA like, Fitness uh, the regime. as just what uh, Doris Burke said in, in the commentary, right? Yeah, for the uh, Nuggets and Jazz game at the end of the uh, second half. Uh, even even the Denver and Jazz game. I mean, first game, overtime. Second game, Jazz blew us out, and still, I mean, the Denver Nuggets are favorites favorites to win the series. So uh, I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's been so weird to you know predict the scoreline to get some bets going on. Uh, I just really I just really can't help it. I mean, I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's uh, there's some. Uh unpredictability factor in here you know your 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 favorites are not going to win every time so there, there is there is some uh due to some inconsistency in there there's there so many things that will happen outside of the norm so considering all that Avi, 
who do you, what teams do you think are, are leading the line here? Or is it too early to call just because? So I've, I found a, a, a quick pattern here, Avi. So, you know, teams got to the bubble. So all these teams that were trying to get in the playoffs, such as Portland and even Phoenix Suns and, you know, like Magic and all these, all these teams were playing hard basketball. Meanwhile, the other teams such as Lakers and uh, Bucks and all these teams weren't taking, weren't taking it seriously and even the Clippers. So what happened was towards the end of the bubble, they just rested their uh, key stars because they couldn't care less. They were already in the playoffs. So what affected the teams was the, the inability to gel all these players together. So I feel like it's going to take a week or so for the, the main teams to gel in, in a way to, to get the chemistry going. So anyways, who are your current favorites? I mean, for Easton, I'm still going to go with Bucks. <laughs> I know they lost the first round, but we saw Orlando Magic beating the Toronto Raptors last year. So it, it might be just, I mean, for me, it's just, uh, you know, one game fluke from the Magics. But I still believe in Milwaukee, you know, with Bledsoe, uh, Kumpo and Chris Middleton and all those guys. But let's, you, you got to give credit to Toronto as well. I mean, they, they were lights out against uh, uh, Brooklyn. Absolutely. And I think Toronto Raptors, despite being the defending champions, are underdogs here, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, you know, when your best player leaves the team, it always leaves a hole. But this team has just, you know, so many guys coming from the bench. And, you know, it just they have been great so far. Yeah. Siakam has stepped into, into that leading role. And uh, guys like Powell and, and all these, uh, you know, uh, guys who are at the fringes, they're performing way above their expectations. Man, Van Bleed, man, out of nowhere, you know. It just takes a, a couple of games for, for you to, you know, come into the limelight, get that confidence going and, and you know, establish, establish themselves as an all-star, not just a, a, a starter. I mean, it's playoffs, so you know Van Bleed is going to turn up. <laughs> that guy, I mean, even last year, after, as soon as the playoffs were there, I mean, he was lights out. Absolutely. Um, How about Boston? Boston was kind of shaky for the first game, but I mean they they did take care of uh, 76ers for both the games. Even the, and the second game was just worse. I think I got 76ers for the most disappointed team in the bubble. Yep, even me. Probably the worst team we've seen in the bubble, or or at least the playoffs. Yeah, uh, the whole squad, man. I mean, the contract with Tobias Harris and Hartford. Uh, and Embiid, like I can't, I can't, I can't even understand Embiid's, Embiid's gameplay. Why is he not posting up every game? Why is he at the three-point line? Why is he dribbling? I don't get it. Yeah, I mean the criticism for Embiid is fair. He needs to take over the game, you know, just like how LeBron or Antetokounmpo take. He needs to step up and and do that. But listen, the the, the but listen, the bench bench guys have have to you know step up as well. Or Al Horford, man. Like you, you know, he 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 wears number forty-two in his back leg, and he plays like a forty-two-year-old. At least for this team, he was phenomenal for Boston, you know, last few years. But now, you know, all the other players are underperforming, and even the coach, uh, Brad Brown, looks uh, looks he has no clue at all. Yeah, if I'm if I'm president of Seventy Sixers, I'm firing Brad Brown midway through the series. Um, he should be gone last year. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why. Uh, a mediocre white coach gets to stay, you know, gets his benefit of doubt in the NBA. Yep, the the process needs to uh, needs to be, you know, 
jeopardize at some point and and i think this is the time anyways we've come to the conclusion that still despite all all what's happening right now uh, we're bringing prisoners of the moment but still milwaukee is gonna gonna go through right obi but yep. one thing I, i wanted to point out about milwaukee and and antetokounmpo is of course antetokounmpo has his uh, mid-range flaws but this team is 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 a great team when leading but when they're behind they struggle yeah uh you know it's just the whole dynamic of the box gameplay just entirely depends on uh antetokounmpo to you know produce something at the end and his shot selection is just so limited that you know you you can't really get all those guys you know involved into the game yep yep especially especially when they're behind um he doesn't really produce that's one criticism i have for him it's kind of like lamar jackson lamar jackson is great but when you when he's behind you know he's he's he doesn't have yep. that that leadership capability to come back to make everyone better so mm-hmm. it, i i don't want to overly criticize them right now but it's just something uh that came into my mind and something they can do better right meanwhile in the west um, how how about lebron i mean you know he he had a incredibly good stat line but he didn't dominate uh, the way he used to before didn't he hey, forget lebron what about anthony davis he was awful man and danny green kal kuzma those guys like caldwell I mean, pop you, you forgot caldwell pop oh dude pop i mean he had one point i mean he had one more point than me so that that just goes to tell you how bad the lakers has been since uh, the restart and you know like we talked last week i think we, we there's a serious flaw in this lakers squad and you know and it's it's really unfortunate that they're going up against you know portland who is yeah. absolutely the red hot favorite right we now have, we have fire under their belly right now at this point and as much as we pick on danny green and uh colwell pope i don't really expect a lot from them the reason why danny green was really good in toronto was he wasn't the main man he didn't start he just came off from the bench you know saw a, a few times and 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 that was it but right now he's 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 the guy you know after after ad or and and lebron right they don't have a third scorer and um you know kuzma is too inconsistent but i wanted to pick up on anthony davis like i did in the last couple of our episodes because see you know remember when i said his fourth quarter struggles are true mm-hmm. so he had two points one rebound zero assist and he had a plus minus of negative 11 in that game Wow. I was I was I was tweeting about here we go fourth quarter Anthony Davis and his fourth quarter struggles. And rightly so. I mean how can we forget that Anthony Davis is a free agent after the end of the season so you know if things go south for Lakers uh, you can totally see Anthony Davis going to you know a different team. Yeah and he hasn't told publicly that he's he he's going to stay. Of course he will definitely say stay after all that he's done and and LeBron does for him but that would be weird that would be hella weird if 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 he leaves I mean let's go to Warriors come on talking about Warriors don't we miss miss Warriors because one of the guys in TNT Kenny Smith or someone said mm-hmm. only only uh Dame can do that from the logo not not stay for anyone I mean yeah how can just, you how can I was talking about being a prisoner of the moment and that's exactly what it is like how can yeah. you forget Steph Yeah but he came out the next day and said it just it's been a while you know if I if I have to take his side uh you know he's right about it because we had, the last time we saw Steph uh making the shots was a year ago so you know 
right now it's ha- it's definitely Damian Lillard who can make the, all the shots. But uh, if when Steph comes back, I mean, you know, Steph is the best shooter in the NBA history. So you know, yeah. you never go against him, against him. By far, by far. Talking about shooting, Abi, um, your favorite uh, player, James Harden. You know, uh, you've been all over his back, but but they've they've mm-hmm. been uh, outperforming way above your expectations. Yeah, uh, they're doing good. Except, I mean, the the worst the worst or the scary scary fact is that they are doing this without Westbrook. I mean, uh, it's just a matter of time they get Westbrook back, and you know, you see, can you can see this team just getting better. I feel like it is a little exaggerated because they look a better team without Westbrook for that game. Yes, forward. for that game because the bench came out and just I think they shot seventy percent. That. Yeah. That that is not happening in the second game, bro. I'll, yeah, I'll tell you that. I mean, I mean, their bench probably isn't as consistent. Their, their bench was like really good, like last couple of years, and they had the other other green, not Jeff Green. Um, yeah, and, and co-performing PJ Tucker and all. Co- Daniel Daniel PJ. House, Covington, those guys. I mean, yeah, you don't really, you can't really expect them to perform each and every week. But what I'm trying to say is, obviously, Russell Westbrook is a great player, but sometimes what he does is takes threes. When he doesn't really need to, he's he's horrible from threes. Like he literally he he can't shoot threes, and he just takes bad shots. But what Houston needs to do is, um, you know, give give Harden some time, and you know when you rest Harden, uh, tell Westbrook to you know take over the game. You know don't really play two at once, two of these uh, uh, alphas at once. Just play one each and try to try for them to take over the games. And uh, coming back to the point, Avi, I mean, how how does it feel? Um, Right now, you know. Right now, with what? With Houston just winning game one against OKC. I mean, I I fully expect. Really? We're we gonna over overreact to game one win against OKC. I mean, OKC are just lucky to be in the playoffs. I mean, get past OKC, then you know, face someone team worthy of it, like Clippers or Lakers or you know, whoever. And yeah, you're right. Let's not overreact right now. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll find out how how all these teams stand um, in in a week or so. Last okay. but not least, um, how about Mavs and Clippers? I feel like the best series going on so far. Yeah, it's so confusing, man. Um, the Clippers, I don't know what's going on with them. Either they are still trying to, you know, find the chemistry. I mean, if they are, bad for them because you know it's it's playoffs now. You got to turn up. And I think they got lucky in game one with uh, Porzingis uh, in in uh, uh, getting technicals and you know thrown out of the game. But Absolutely. yeah, I, I do. Exp- I I still believe in Clippers. I I believe Clippers should be able to uh, get past Mavs in uh, in Game Six. I think. Yeah. So you know how we were referring to the fact that Clippers are favorites for this series. Of course they are. Even as as a Maverick fan, um, even as a Mavs fan, I'll, I'll 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 give you that. But Mavericks have have played really well and and lights out so far. I don't think they can continue this till till like. Uh, Till till even game seven, if, if it goes all that far, um, Clippers due to their bench depth and, and scoring, because like guys guys like Harrell, even Paul George had, didn't play well yesterday. So uh, Lou Williams yep. and and all these Michael Green, they haven't they haven't really played according to their standards and haven't gelled. And then you know we criticize Lakers for for not being so good. Clippers aren't any better. So right now things stand uh, as uh, as as what it is. You know like. Before the bubble, to be honest with you. I mean, playoffs. P. When was the last time Paul George actually played good in the playoffs? 
I can't remember either. Exactly. I mean, Kawhi needs his, uh, you know, sidekick to turn up. Yeah. So the 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 jury is definitely out on Clippers. But one last word before we uh, segue into a different topic. Uh, how about Doncic? Um, Doncic, you know, I mean, probably one of the best uh, rookie or you know best young player in NBA history, and rightly so. I mean, he he did break uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar record for the most points in the first two games in the playoff series. But again, his foul troubles, man, that that kind of scares me because defensively he's been so bad, and you know, just just those tiny little you know mistakes oh, yeah. that he he does defensively that gets him into the foul trouble. Even yeah, couple, the last couple game, more things. A couple more things. His foul trouble issue, as well as his uh, free throw shooting, as well. It's I think seventy five, seventy six percent, and and for for a guard like him, it's 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 not uh, good enough at this level. At least got to be eighty five percent. We saw in the in the last game against Clipper. I mean, he was out pretty much the you know majority of the fourth fourth quarter, just because he he had five fouls on him, and you know he couldn't get back into the game. But yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited with the Maps team, man. Uh, Porzingis, you know, they, he he's been really good. Uh, Seth Curry, Team Hardaway yeah. Jr. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're really good, and uh, I I I expect them to win another one game. But uh, Clippers should be able to get past them in Game Six. I feel like you sound like someone who's already expecting a lot of things from Luca. Uh, what I mean is, everyone is. You're not even surprised. I mean, I'm not even surprised. No one's surprised. They just expect like thirty, ten, and ten each game from Luca. That's just a just a base or, or the floor that he should be at, and and uh, let's just give him a break. He's he's just a twenty-one year year old, you know. Let's not forget that. So the, he has a lot to improve. I always criticize him for his his a couple of his flaws, just like I mentioned, foul trouble and with less his uh, some of his shooting from uh, the foul line. But he'll improve. He'll definitely improve. He's still learning, right? Yeah, I mean those things you just you know improve gradually. Uh, so. The only team or person that should be surprised is uh, someone from Atla- Atlanta Hawks who picked up Trey Young uh, ahead of uh, Luca. Yeah, that's a discussion for a different day. Talking about talents and in the draft, falling in the draft. How about Lamar Jackson falling in the into the thirty second pick of 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 the draft a couple of years ago? <laughs> yeah, uh, um, yeah, that was a bit dis- disrespectful to uh, for Heisman to you know go that behind in the draft, but but it, yeah. it ended up well. Some some people say, uh, you know, when you fall in the NFL draft, it's it's good for you as as a quarterback because you go into a stronger team, although you might not get to start. So, mm-hmm. more about Lamar Jackson and his chances and Baltimore Ravens' chances of going all the way this time in the playoffs. That's up next in our NFL preview.